Self-Discovery Radio, but the discovery of self is but a show away. With over 1,800 shows and growing, we bring you those liberating stories that help you on your own life's journey from every single topic you can think of. The only common denominator is authenticity and in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new e-book, plus see our discovery store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another uh, Their Story Matters show with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, Lisa Burnett. She's written a wonderful book from Questioning to Knowing, and um, there's 73 prayers to transform your life. And if you've listened to any of um, the shows that I've conducted before, I'm always speaking about knowingness and what knowingness is from my perspective and how um, stepping into your knowingness, a place which are truth, um, it is, it, it's a place where there is no doubt, there is no, uh, no need to validate, no need to verify. It just simply is, and it's a beautiful state of knowingness. And and people think, well, how do I get there? You know, do I have to do years of meditation, etc.? And it's really allowing, opening up that channel, setting yourself on that right uh, frequency, and uh, stepping into that interest and in faith. So, how do um, prayers transform your life? Well, you know, prayers can be a form of meditation. Um, it really doesn't re- matter what dominion of uh, church you come from. It is that direct, beautiful link up to the divine, the source, whichever you wish to call it. And it's all about uh, opening up and love and trust and uh, allowing things to happen to you and receiving them with grace and gratitude and knowing what to do with them when you get them. So let us take this wonderful journey with Lisa, who's also written The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashi Records, we'll talk a little bit about today, but we're going to do a show on that another time. Um, She knew she had an instant success on her hands with that book, and so, of course, she's written another one, which we know will be an also a wonderful success just by the sheer title of it, From Questioning to Knowing and 73 Prayers to, uh, to Transform Your Life. Um, where did this come from? And um, how does she know Jack uh, Canfield? And uh, what uh, what is her prayer that keeps her connected and keeps her in her divine space? So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, Sarah. I am so pleased to be able to have this conversation and share this wisdom with you and all of your listeners. So thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. And of course, you know, the moment I saw the title, you know, as being a knowingness um, advocator, you know, most certainly caught me. And just, you know, I've got a few... Um, dog marks here through the through the book, but you know the way that you've written is also a way. Um, it's not a it's not a manual. Um, it's not an encyclopedia. You've written it in a way where you invite people to be interactive, and you know I think that is the way that people want to open up and to learn, isn't it? Don't preach to me. Invite me to understand. Mm, yes, absolutely, and. So when I wrote this book, I, I actually say it's, it's a more of a channeled sort of book, mm. which is that I speak to the energies of the, the divine wisdom of our souls, which are the Akashic records. And, and there are uh, record keepers, there are beings of love that are here to assist each and every soul on their soul path. 
And so these beings are literally waiting to assist us. And, um, and we will talk, I'm sure, a lot more about that. But they said to me one day, it's time to write another book. And I said, okay, what are we writing about? <laughs> and they said, this is a prayer book. And I was surprised, I have to admit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was actually like, really? Oh, okay, really? Why? You know? And um, they said two things to me. They said to my why, because I'm like one of those little three-year-olds that mm-hmm. question why? everything. Yes, why? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so they said, right, they said, did you forget that you spent 10 years as a prayer practitioner with the, you know, New Thought Movement? And I said, well, silly as it sounds, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Me of little memory. Um, I, I was like, oh, that's right. I did this work for 10 years. Isn't that funny? And then I kind of went on to teach this to me um, really encompassing deep work of the Akashic Records. So it's it's almost I forgot what came before that moment. But they said the world is so ready mm-hmm. to awaken, to forgive. We are so ready to raise our vibrations, to remember the truth of who we are as divine souls, to connect to source, to to feel really that light. Mm-hmm. That they said prayers are such a beautiful and simple way to do that. Yeah. It's an it's an opening up as the channel as you said. You know, I've done a few shows on dimensional channeling and um, you know, where we are in our particular growth and it is all about getting in sync, isn't it? You know, with that that channel to that ultra knowingness and just, you know, for me to recap for people who may have never listened to the shows, I'm just going to explain what my knowingness is. Uh, the knowingness comes in at the gut the soul area where um you know when that you get that nagging feeling i know i don't know i just know um that's the soul's knowledge coming in that divine knowledge that resonates then with the heart and truth and, and, and passion and compassion goes to the spirit into action and the mind will know what it needs to know at the time it needs to know it and i think uh, we've got so caught up in intellectualism and the need to place importance on people with a lot of knowledge that we forget that that knowledge we need in the moment, in the now, is always there if our channels open. Yes, absolutely. I so agree. And for many of us, um, I find that this gut knowing and the heart knowing, mm-hmm. which is also mm-hmm. referred to as claircognizance, it is really clear really cognition, knowingness, and that deep, sometimes it comes as a story to me where I'll be like, oh, I just understand that whole story. I get download of information, and, um, and I just know that this is truth, Yeah, and it's lovely. Yes, and you don't need to question it. And you don't need to justify it. It just simply is. And there's something that happens to the body when, when you're in that too. You know, you kind of sit straight and everything about you is kind of a sense of peace, isn't it? Mm, you yes, know, absolutely. Th- there's nothing to argue with. <laughs> right. We get out of our heads and yeah. we get down into our bodies. We mm-hmm. get into our hearts, 
into guts, into these other um, areas where we hold this sort of wisdom. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, meditations the Akashic Beings of Light have given us is they say it's time to connect your three brains, your mental brain, your heart brain, which is really that spirit brain, and your gut brain, which is that body brain. So we connect the mind, the spirit, and the heart, and the um the body with the gut and I literally do a patient where I lead people through this connection of knowingness in these three areas of our body yeah yeah and you know I would say that uh, if you're just stuck in your head you're just working on one cylinder we know that the car doesn't perform on that you know, you need to at least be a four-cylinder car. Um, so, you know, we really need to have, you know, the soul, the heart, the spirit, and the mind all switched on for, you know, to work at optimum, right? Right, absolutely. It really, you know, it really does make a difference. So when people say, how can I be more intuitive? This is one of the things that, you know, I love to suggest is connect all of your your wisdom areas, the places, our bodies are ethically so complex, right? Not only do we have our brain in our head, but we have our third eye, our clairvoyance. Yeah. We have our clairaudience. We have our telepathic channels, right? So much of that is about receiving subtle information from the universe, as well as the heart knowing and the gut knowing, right? Yeah. So the, when we connect all of those pieces and parts, we really can move into that much deeper intuitive knowing. I know some people have said to me, well, you know, if all you do is channel and the knowledge comes through to you, you know, what intelligence do you have? If it's all just being conduited and, you know, um, you know, aren't you just a, you know, a kind of like a droid, you know, being programmed? Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you know, we have this thing um, as a human being called free will and choice. And so when that knowledge comes through to us, um, you know, we, we understand what that knowledge is and what we're meant to do with it. But our free will and our choice, we're not going to do anything with it, is that human condition and what we do with it from that understanding. So there is a partnership and a synergy between the earthiness of us and the spiritualness of us, isn't there? Yes, yes. And, you know, to me, I think that um, you know, it gets so complicated because we are such amazing, ancient, and mm. unique souls. And so when the ability even to receive and to channel this information comes from being in alignment with your soul path and living kind of a higher vibrational life where we can be in choice and have an open consciousness and be willing to be of service and opened to, um, you know, accept teaching from the world around us and from this, some of this divine guidance. And, and so, you know, that are, those are all important aspects. And one that has been a little bit of a challenge in my life sometimes is that I do access this Akashic field, which is the field of your soul. And, um, they ask me these the record keepers, the Akashic record keepers, the beings of light that keep our records, ask me to do these things, to write these books, to teach these classes, to help to bring this wisdom back to the world. And when they first started asking me to do this fifteen or so years ago, um, 
I had three small children 20 years ago. I guess I had three babies, literally. And I put my hands on my hips and I said, come on, you guys, I'm busy here. <laughs> yes, they don't kind of I, work on the same timetable, that's for sure. <laughs> right, right. And I, and I kind of, I stood there with my hands on my hips and I said, okay, well, it's, it's really quite an honor to be asked. And I know that there are soul gifts that I have that allow me to do this sort of work. And so I kind of made a deal. I said, you give me the baby steps and I'll keep walking. Hmm. So you help me, you show me where to, you know, step and what to do, and, and, I'll, and I'll do it as best I can. And they have held up their part of the bargain right. phenomenally. And I kind of, um, I'd love to share kind of a, a funny story about my first book because um, when I was, I was writing a memoir and I spent 15 years in advertising as a production director. And so I'm really good with a deadline. Mm. And so um, I had started this this other book, which isn't actually out there in the world, but I had started that book about five, four years, five years earlier, and I wasn't getting it done. So I decided to do a kind of get-your-book-done program to give me a deadline because this program had a cost. And so you got to put your your book proposal into the contest, and there were 25 amazing, um, you know, winnings, offerings. And so I said, but this is good. I don't really care about winning. I just care about the deadline because I'm good with a deadline. So here I am working on my book proposal for my memoir, and um, the Akashic Record Keeper said to me, write the other book. And I said, what, are you crazy? Come on, you know. <laughs> it's taken me four years to get here. You want me to write another book and put that in the contest also? And I've got one month. Right. And they said, yes, right? They said, yes, yes. And I said, again, hands on, I'm a little stubborn. <laughs> I said, sure, tell me how and I'll do it. And they said, transcribe your audio class. And call your friend, Meg, and ask if she'll help you edit it. And I I thought, oh, piece of cake. Meg will say no. She's always way too busy. And um, and I'm done, right? So, <laughs> okay, sure, I'll give it a try. So I called up my friend, Meg, who had taken my course before, and we had become friends. And we didn't talk very often. She was busy. I was busy. I had all these little kids, you know. And, and um I called her up and I said, hey, Meg, would you be interested in maybe editing a book? And she said, you know, it would be funny. I was just thinking yesterday that I would love to work on a book project. (laughs) I haven't done a book project in a long time. She said, yes. And I said, (laughs) okay, you're committed now. (laughs) Oh, And so I had my class transcribed, which was easy and fast enough. She helped me write the book proposal. We put two book proposals in the book contest, um, yeah, in for, into the book contest. And it was three months before you'd hear anything back. And I immediately forgot about it. It was like, oh, I got hit my deadline, got the book proposals in, I'm done. On with the next project. And so three months later, I'm literally on an airport bus 
coming home from a vacation, and people start texting me, congratulations. And I'm like, what? 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 I was on vacation. <laughs> I didn't do anything, right? And I'm like, what, what happened? And they said, you won first place in the book contest. I won out of 300 entries, this prize, which was an agent who got me a book contract. And so I say, you know, if you follow the lead of your yes. divine guidance. <laughs> yes. Don't get in the way. Just stay. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but it's, it's all about, you know, kind of like, okay, help me to do this so it works for me. Right. And that was a big piece for me. And so when I could say, I'll take baby steps if you'll give them to me, right. it worked a good deal, and it's been working now for a very long time. Right. So when the second book came along and they said, write a prayer book, and I was like, okay, I'm with you. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's that partnership between, you know, your divine self and your human self. Because, you know, your <laughs> human self has said, look, I'm already taxed. You know, if you want me to do this, you know, you've got to show me how. That's not going to tax me even further. And, uh, you know, and they gave you the answer. Your friend, you've already got the material. Uh, you knew how to do a deadline. Um, so, you know, it was just like um, very often, again, we, we want to talk ourselves out of things. Uh, oh, but that can't be done. Oh, this or that. Oh, that or that. And it's it's if we know you've been told you can. Why are you distrusting that? Just ask them how, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's huge. I could have just decided that Meg would be too busy and never called her right. and never gone ahead. Yeah, I like the you know the four agreements. One of them is never assume, and I will say never assume. Ask. Uh, you yes. don't you don't know someone's story. You don't know. It's okay for people to say no. You know, accept <laughs> the no. But how are you going to know if you don't ask? <laughs> right, and there she was saying, yes, as a matter of fact, I had my own guidance to do this just right. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's uh, okay, she needs help. Well, there's this person in a corner and that person in the corner. Let's bring them out. Um, and, you know, that's the beauty of it. When you listen, the answers are always there, right? Yes, yeah, and and for me, it's such a such a beautiful blessing. So, you know, Meg, Meg, edited and really helped me with the first and the second book. So she's hung in there with me and helps me with my books and my writing and with the Akashic Record work. And, you know, it's, a, it's really amazing sometimes when you reach out and take that chance that you find um, a soul sister or a soul brother, mm -hmm. someone from your soul family that you really connect with on a much deeper level, even though you may not have known them very long in this world and that was really true for me with Meg. I met her she came to a class I was teaching in Sedona, Arizona. And um and years and years went by before I ever saw her in person again. It literally wasn't until after the first book was published and number one bestseller that we actually connected physically again. So um it's pretty phenomenal mm. when we have these experiences that we just know someone as a soul. This is part of our soul family. These are deep and amazing connections. And there are people like that out there to help us. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, and you never know who or where. You know, I've, um, you know, most of the time I'm I'm interviewing people from different parts of the world. And uh, but recently I interviewed somebody that is local. And we decided to meet for lunch because, you know, we had such a great synergy in the show and conversation we had beforehand anyway. Uh, and our lunch ended up being eight hours. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just like, just, just like soul sisters. And it's so nice when you find that someone that can read between your lines, so to speak, you know, that really gets you. Um, and uh, and uh, truly, when you are talking uh, in this way of connecting, etc., you know, isn't looking at you sideways. Um, so it, it's it's really important actually to find your brothers and sisters that are like that, and make sure that you, you know, stay in contact no matter where they are uh, or whatever you use to stay in contact, but keep that thread open because there's a reason that they're there in your life. Yes, and, you know, really, this is one of the things we talk. Um, so can I kind of go back a little and uh, um, an Akashic, what the Akashic records are yes, definition? Please. Because I know it's, yes. <laughs> it's, it's not such a common term. Right. Yes. So the Akashic records are the records of your soul throughout time. And the way I describe it is that if you imagine that your soul is very ancient, we live hundreds and hundreds of lifetimes here on Earth and literally in different um, realms and dimensions. So infinite souls is really the truth of who we are. And so everything we have ever been or done, any place, any you know, whether it's, like I say, here on Earth or somewhere else, um, it recorded energetically in the information arm of source is what they say. So Akasha is a Sanskrit word for ether or sky. And the way the um, the record keepers describe it is, is that literally if you imagine that when you were born, you had a little GoPro video camera on your forehead. Everything you saw and mm. did and said would be recorded on that GoPro, right? Well, imagine our souls have a built-in, mm -hmm. you know, recording system. So everything is written. Now, the Akashic Record is also the same thing as the Book of Life, which is referred to in the Bible and other um, uh, other writings other places um, and so you can imagine this as the library of your soul and the thing that's so beautiful is that each person each soul has their own library and along with that they have their own librarians and these are who I refer to as the record keepers or the Akashic beings of light. I call them Akashic masters because they are pure divine source energy. They've never been human. They're not ascended masters. They're not your great-great-grandmother or mm -hmm. anyone like that, but they are pure source energy here to help and support and guide us. So when we think about that, we realize that we have this amazing gift of record keepers who are here for us, these beautiful beings of life, light. And not only that, we have a soul plan, soul contracts, karma we've come to finish, 
um, you know, soul growth we want to work through. So literally all of this is written about in your soul's library. So this information is so useful. It's not just some people say to me, oh, you know, isn't the Akashic Records just a bunch of plays, you know? Like maybe I wonder what I was in a past life. But the truth is is that this is important and valuable to us because from our past lives come our soul plan and our soul purpose. So if you imagine that we have um, a lot of karma, from other lives we want to work through, we would say, I want to learn and grow and complete some of this in this lifetime. So I'm going to connect with some of my soul family, my soul sisters and brothers, and I'm going to um, learn about, understand, and complete some of the karma. And I want to have these people supporting me in this Mm -hmm. life too, so I'm going to make soul contracts with them. So really what we are in this moment, what we came to do and be in this life, is written about in your Akashic Records. So it's very useful, profound information that you can usually access and and utilize every day. It's a toolkit, isn't it? Because quite honestly, when you look at it, every lifetime has had an experience. It's it's mm-hmm. gained some knowledge, so that knowledge now banked in the library, and again, that's where your knowingness comes from, isn't it? Um, or you yes. need this information. Off goes the librarian. Download this, uh, and it's just something you've done in a past lifetime, or a knowledge that a tool that you're going to need in that moment. Um, and it's you know, it, to to think that this is all we are in this lifetime. You know, this short, limited amount of space that we're here uh, would be such a waste. Because, you know, these vessels have a time limit on them, but certainly our souls don't. The knowledge that we gather, you know, I I have a, definitely remember a memory of Atlantis. I remember the Incas and the, um, not the pyramids so much, but most certainly kind of the Peruvian um, uh, mm-hmm. tombs being built. Um, and I had 172 past lives cleared from me. And I've had other people bring out things like... Uh, I've always been designed to be a soul awakener. That was my job, uh, you know, soul connector, soul awakener, right from the work. So every lifetime I've come back and done something within that realm, no matter what I've been, if it's a secretary of this or that, it doesn't matter. That has always been my undercurrent job. But I also know I've been through so much persecution because of it. Um, as the one person who's working on me saying she can feel at least 50 lifetimes of torture that I've gone through, mm-hmm. of being mm-hmm. persecuted. And then some things happen in this lifetime. And you go, where did that come from? Why do I feel this way? I've had this experience before, so why am I feeling like this? Well, that's just the kind of a memory that's releasing itself, isn't it? Sometimes mm-hmm. just simply releasing itself because it can, or sometimes it's there for a reason. Um, but you know, very often people go, I don't know why I did or, that or did that. But that's just that, again, that guidance, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree that part of what we um, 
have in these records are our gifts and talents yes. and, and part of what we would call our sole purpose. And mm. I always say, because we are so expansive and ancient, we have many more than one sole purposes. But just like you know, you know, yours as a, as a soul awakener and, um, you know, I can look at mine in many different ways as an author, as a communicator, as kind of a, a basic, um, soul gift and talent that I've brought back, but also one of the reasons, because I said to the Akashic Keepers when they said, we want you to help us bring this information and wisdom back to the world because it was pulled away over a thousand years ago. Mm -hmm. They actually removed the energy of the Akashic field, this high vibration from the earth because it was being used and abused in the Dark Ages. Right. And so I said, you know, why me? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, that's a big project. You know, (laughs) me, this little housewife with three kids, right? And they said, because you have been one of us. You Mm. have been a record keeper. This is where I started. It was in the Akashic Library guiding other souls before I came my long journey. And so... You know, through all those different lifetimes as an oracle, as a channel, as a healer, in the temples, um, in the Egyptian temples, in the, you know, Grecian temples, all of these different lifetimes. Similarly, you know, it's the purpose that uh, is my big overview, sole purpose is to bring awakening, healing. I always say I'm a healer at heart. So, um, they're beautiful pieces when we can acknowledge that truth of who we are. Yeah. And and I fought it for, you know, so many years thinking, who am I? I'm just this little, you know, mom in the suburbs, you know. Well, you know, and, this is what I say here on the on the show. And people say, well, who do you interview? And I said, I interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. everybody that we consider extraordinary today is because of the things they do. But when you look at them fundamentally, you know, they're the ordinary human beings who want the same things that we do. Um, and it's just what we're gifted to do. Everybody's born with a gift. Everybody's born with a, with a talent or an understanding, a meaningful purpose, a soul purpose that they're here to do. And but in this lifetime is how are they going to use that gift? Some people become performers, you know, when they sing, that is that soul awakening, or when they act, that's where that reaching down, you know, uh, to the heart that awakens people. Uh, an author, the words that speak to people on a different level. Um, it's not all about kind of the pulpit. It's about uh, being given a talent, being given a gift that uh, fits your purpose for you to serve humanity with. Yes, absolutely. And and so to me, that's one of the great blessings of being able to access our own soul wisdom and guidance in the Akashic Records. And so the beings of light in this book, Questioning to Knowing, have helped us. They've said to me, they said, we will imbue these healing prayers with the divine, pure love and high vibration of the Akashic field, of your energy. So this will naturally help to heal and clear some of the the old stuck energy or the lower mm. vibrational energy. 
So not only are they, uh, people say, you know, are they intentions? You know, is this like setting an intention? And I'd say, you know, I guess you could kind of look at it that way. But the truth is they're channeled energy prayers that are imbued with divine source energy. So it's more than just intention. It's literally a healing vibration. Yeah, exactly. And and that vibration, you know, I, I know that uh, I was having a talk with someone the other day and they were talking about when we can't raise everybody's vibrations, vibration would be too much for the earth and throw it off balance. And I'm saying that the earth is so off balance at the present moment with all the kind of the hate, the fear, um, the distrust, uh, the confusion that's going on and that the kind of energy that we're talking about, the kind of frequency we're talking about is that you could have l- a loud um, heavy metal music that ain't too soothing to the soul. Uh, you know, it's the angst music. I'm mad and I'm furious and I want to get everything out. The kind of music and the volume that and the frequency we're talking about is that beautiful symphony, that harmony, where you can have a wonderful chorus, a brilliant orchestra, and you can have you know many people in it, and uh, and each person that brings that beautiful voice or instrument to it, it's making that harmony spread out. Uh, like a beautiful loving blanket so it's a different kind of frequency we're talking about and a different kind of energy isn't it mm-hmm. yes and they really remind us is as we can raise our vibration and and often people say, will say well how do I do that mm-hmm. and this is this is their answer to that question that I've received from so many people over the years Ed that, you know, as we guide you through this book of healing prayers, you will notice your life alter and evolve. And as you work with this practice, you'll see doorways open where once there were blank walls. Yeah. And this is literally, you know, verbatim channeled from what they, they, they wrote mm-hmm. <laughs> in the book. And there's parts where I just wrote exactly what they said. And a lot of what, um, is in the book is, it helps us to see the bigger picture of who we really are and how ancient we are and that we have these amazing gifts and talents. And, and it's, it's time to, um, let some of the old pain and the blame and the judgment and the shame drop away so that we can move into a place of happiness and joy where we can really know the truth of um, our own divinity and come to trust ourselves as divine, divinely wise souls. We've got to stop limiting ourselves because we're very limited people. Um, you know, we're governed by religions, by government, by society. Oh, can't do that. Oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. And it's like, but why? And if everything is done with a clear conscience and not a harming of anybody, why can't you do it? Just because somebody in society has said you shouldn't or you can't. We've restricted uh, ourselves so much. We've made ourselves so much prisoners within our own lives. And I think what everybody's desperate to do right now is take that deep breath and release themselves and say, I want to dream. I want my mind to wander. I want to know there is more than this. I want to step into love and to light. I want to have a meaningful purpose. 
I am tired of living in fear and living by expectation. I want to know who I am, what I'm here for, and what life really means. And you can only do that when you step out of that uh, that control and step into the willingness to know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> Let's just, you know, get to the book where, you know, a lot of people think, oh, prayers, you know, long and mm-hmm. they kind of think <laughs> of the church guy. You know, I once went to a church where, I, I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, but in the first Star Wars, they had one mm-hmm. at the end of the creatures control there. And when he talked, it was <laughs> and, you know, this priest in this church that we went to, that his entire sermon was that. You didn't understand one word. And it was long and it was boring and the kids were fidgeting. And it's like, um, I have a couple of shows on this week, you know, about the Christ mind and, and how, um, the church could learn from Harley Davidson, um, to bring people back, you know, customer service. Um, it lost way in so many ways of connecting you to God by telling you you could only go to God if you went through church first. Um, and that divine source, God, whichever you wish to call it, has a direct channel right into you. And it's you've got to find your prayer, your connection. And what I like what you've done in the book is that your prayers are very simple and very short and very to the point. So whether a person is accustomed to praying or not, you've made the prayers very poignant and very easy to do. And somebody could even just open up the book and go, what is my prayer today? And literally open up like I just right now, oh, prayer on uh, cheating heaven on earth. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh dear. I think it's creating. <laughs> I think it's creating, no? Why do you slip there for sure? <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get my eyesight yeah. tested. Oh, <laughs> But the point is, you find a prayer that you uh, that you need, and of course, considering what we're doing on the show here, you know, of creating heaven on earth is, you know, everybody's waiting to die to go to heaven, but heaven is right here, right now, isn't it? This purpose, it's in, in connection with um, other human beings, and it's most certainly with connection with your divine, and that's truly where heaven is. And yeah. you know, people waiting to die to go to it, well, what a waste of life. Right, and this is this is part of what the um, the Akashic beings of light have informed us is that one of the reasons so many light workers are here is this is the time where the planet is poised to raise vibration to help humanity raise all of our vibration so that we can literally physically embody heaven on earth here and now and you know i say here and now and it might take 10 years it might take 50 it could take 100 i don't really know some of that is part of the free will piece and yes. how um, how many people put their hands on their hips and say, that's not possible, <laughs> you know, and how many say yes, but um, I'd love to just read that prayer because yes. it's fun to do these kind of with the group energy and for people to feel into the energies a little bit. So you'd like to read it? You go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so prayer for creating heaven on earth. As I integrate the power of the soul with the power of body, I manifest with ease and grace. I am a creator being with a purpose. I am now creating heaven on earth. I am blessed and filled with gratitude, and so it is. Blessed be. 
you know, big, huge word you hit on there is, you know, I'm blessed and filled with gratitude. I think this is something that's so missing in humanity right now. Um, we've become a society of, well, I want more, I want more. And instead of being grateful for the beautiful simplicity of things, you know, and when we look at what we're doing to this planet, when we look what we're doing to each other, we're certainly not living in gratitude of each other and what our, our purpose is towards and commitment towards each other. And if, if people kind of start embracing that grace of gratitude um, and being thankful uh, more for what they've got than what they haven't got, I think that is already kind of changing their hearts into that appreciation and into that connection more. Absolutely. It opens when we when we drop into our hearts, we're literally opening energetic doorways to receive more good. So beautifully, if you don't mind, I'm just gonna segue into the prayer to be a magnet for good. Mm. So we ask the Mother, Father, Goddess, God, I am a magnet for good. My magnetic energy field is clear and strong as I draw to me the good that is in alignment with my highest path. I am a powerful magnet for good with gratitude. And so it is. Blessed be. Mm, lovely. So they're very yeah, so impactful. We, you know, they don't have to be big and long and drawn out. They're very impactful. Right. You could say that every day if you yeah. wanted, just to remind yourself that you are a strong, clear, powerful magnet for good on this earth. And as we really energize that powerful magnetism of the good, that's literally what you're drawing yeah. to you. So people find good showing up, new doors opening. Yes. It could be um, a, a, a new relationship, a new soul friend, a, a new job that has um, is in more alignment with what you love to do. And along with that, you know, there's a higher income or there's a, a really fun group of people to work with. So we draw these things to us as we move out of the lower vibrations yeah. and those lower vibrations are all often those kind of heavy, dark, you know, anger, shame, grief, um, even frustration, you know, all of those energies, um, jealousies, all of those lower energies yeah. of emotions. And there are prayers in the book, part of the 73 prayers. There's prayers to release shame, mm. to release um, anger, and prayers even to release grief. And grief is not a low vibration. It is, but it is something that um, is important for us to kind of come and understand. And I've lost many, many of my dear soul sisters in my life, starting literally at 13. My first best friend died when I was at 13. And I realized how that pain and grief of loss literally, for me personally, shut me off from the divine because I went into anger and blame of God for taking my yeah. sister from me. Yeah. And I it closed me off from that clear channel. So it really took me quite a few years to come back to realize that the only person I was hurting was myself, right? Is the same piece that we realize that when we're really angry and hateful and vindictive to someone who has hurt us, really the poison is poisoning us. 
usually they're completely oblivious to what yes. we're feeling or experiencing. Yes. And so forgiveness, and there is a prayer of forgiveness in the book, is such a profound prayer to do, I find, for everyone every day. Because how many days do I not have to, you know, something to forgive, right. whether it's just the way I looked at myself and criticized my outfit, <laughs> <laughs> or white, or maybe how I spoke to someone. Maybe it wasn't so nice. Maybe I was kind of hungry and short-tempered, and I was snippy with them or something. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I want to forgive myself for being hurtful towards someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, as forgive others for being hurtful towards right. me and forgive myself for the way I'm often hurtful towards myself. So very deep, profound work in forgiveness. And the Akashic Record Keepers say that this is a way to clear karma and to move into a higher vibration of awakening as we really understand on a very deep level that each and every person, no matter how they look in the world, no matter how they act or treat you or what they've said to you, they are always divine souls. Also having a human experience, which yes. may not be out picturing so nicely. Right, but yes. To, to see the soul and to forgive that soul is very powerful work. Yeah. And, you know, instead of sending out hate to what, you know, some people do some atrocities and it's very hard to forgive. Um, but instead of sending out hate to them, may they awaken to their conscience. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if they awaken to their conscience, they'll know what they're doing is wrong. You know, then it's for them to step into their own accountability and find that forgiveness. But, you know, very often people are doing things out there because they're apathetic, they're switched off, numb, and they're just doing without understanding the pain that they're inflicting. And so sometimes we have to kind of ask the gods to switch their button on their conscious button on so they know mm-hmm. themselves wrong but I'm going to read a little prayer here right now because I think it's a very very important one um, it's you know we have a hard time sometimes trusting ourselves so this is the prayer of self trust mother father godness god good, uh, goddess god I awaken to the memory of the ancient soul I am with this memory I know I can trust myself and my inner guidance I am a divine soul having a human experience. It is good. So it is. Blessed be. I think one of the problems that just being a human being is is that we don't trust the information we got. We don't trust uh, that this is as simple as the breath and allowing and channeling and allowing that information to come down. We've we've become so um, second-guessing of ourselves and uh, you know it's because this judgment and ridicule and persecution has just been so rampant from the beginning of time um, that it's a hard one to shake off yes you know I completely agree and I know that so many of the light workers here on earth who are here to help you know raise the consciousness of the world we have had many 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 lives where we've been um, persecuted and so many are afraid to step out, to show ourselves, to be seen, to trust ourselves, because it's gotten us, you know, persecuted, hurt, and harmed in the past. And then the other kind of side of that is that we stepped into, you know, um, the, the 21st century. It's so much about 
science and mind and linear thinking that so much energy has been placed on the value of that that we have lost our faith and trust in our own wisdom yeah. as ancient souls. Yeah, exactly. We, we've, you know, we don't trust that channel, that voice. You know, I call it that, you know, people get the kiss on the brow and, and they're ready to hear and, and listen and follow instructions. Uh, for some people, they'll get the nudge, you know, the, and then eventually the cosmic two by four. Uh, you know, are you awake now? Um, we're clearly going to have to stop everything in your life uh, and, um, and quite essentially kind of cripple you in that moment from everything you're doing so that you are having to take time to recover and in that time to recover, reconnect. Uh, because uh, for some people, you know, I'm, I know the feeling that you don't always get the message. and uh, But then every time that they finally do get the message and they've had that redirect, however hard that redirect has been, whether it be cancer, brain tumors, loss of a loss of a job, um, it's always led them to their meaningful purpose in life, to their path, to their purpose, and they they say they will never change anything, you know, despite what happened, because where they are right now, they're living in truth, and when you are there, it's a beautiful place to be, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, and and that really is a a beautiful way to explain um, for many people that kind of you know uh why me question yeah. why why did i get sick? why did i have that car accident why did i lose the job and and i literally had a, a similar experience in my life i got very very sick i got really kind of um a, extreme chronic fatigue and um and for me it was really the same thing which was i had gotten very far off of my soul path. Yeah. I knew when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16, I read every, I was very conscious, very awake. I minored in philosophy. So for my experience is when my um, dear best friend crossed at uh, 13 and then another at 19, I went into such anger, even though I was very conscious of, of uh, being an expansive ancient soul, I could rem- remember past lives. Um, I just I said, I don't, I'm not playing. <laughs> Whatever right. I came to do, I'm not playing. And so literally I went off down a completely different path, corporate America, a little bit of a, a wild life, I'd say, back here in San Francisco in the 70s and 80s. Good time but to it, be wild. <laughs> yes, it was. It was easy, let me say, right? Um, but it was really the illness that triggered me to stop and to say, what is going on? And the funny thing was I had been going to an acupuncturist, and she said, you know, we've done a really good job of healing your body and healing a lot of, um, you know, food allergies, etc. And now it's really important to, um, I think you need maybe to see a psychic or something because <laughs> there's something much deeper in your soul that I'm not getting as an acupuncturist. Right, right. <laughs> and I said, Okay, and the psychic said, you're a healer. And I said, no, I'm an advertising. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But it was that door that opened, that memory that was reawakened in me. And within a year, I was taking, um, I was studying healing 
um, energy courses and kind of back on my path. Right. So literally illness was the trigger for me, and it was a project to heal that, no doubt. Um, but it also gave me kind of the time and the space to, to realize that there was something bigger going on in my life, that my right. soul had a bigger purpose. And nothing was waste because of all the the skills and the tools you learned from advertising it just helps you accomplish what you need to do. So it's not like, oh, you know, I don't take anything from that old world. No, you you've take you've you know, understood a kind of a mindset or you know tool process of productivity, and you just apply it to your new job. You know, as that soul awakener. So um, those skills are very very important. And you know, the thing is, is that some people may just get kind of one thing in their life and they're on their track and and sometimes it's so easy to kind of fall off the rails like um i recently kind of in transition with self discovery radio here where we're you know in, uh, introducing ebooks and uh, um guest hosting and things like this and i was you know really kind of riding a nice wave and and uh, everything was about to go ahead and then i had a very nasty fall that um you know i don't recommend uh pavement pavement facelifting it really doesn't work um and it took me it's it's about two weeks and we had everything slowing down and basically the message i got is now everything you're doing is on the right track but we're going to slow you down and have you do it more in a process and more methodically because if you'd rushed you know, it would have been wrong. And we have to look at those little interruptions sometimes as just that kind of message. It doesn't mean throw your hands up in the air or this isn't working, the end of all. No, it just means time to rethink, restructure, and go about it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I completely agree. Beautifully, beautifully said. And, you know, it is it is a very interesting point because, of course, when we are clear about our soul path and on that path, um, like you and I are blessed to be, we often run very fast <laughs> ahead. And right, I feel yeah. There's so much to do, and I have to do it so quickly. And what next? What next? What you know? And I'm working seven days a week, and yeah. you know, it gets a little frenetic. And yes. every once in a while. I'll get some crazy flu that kind yeah. of kicks me to bed for three weeks yeah. or yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, you know like, they say you're not listening, we're gonna make you listen. And you know, right. it's like okay, you know, you could have just had me have a trip. No, no, you know, it's gotta be, you know, I'm gonna give you a good <laughs> wag, you know. Okay. Really? Really? <laughs> Is this the only way you can get my attention? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it, right? Isn't yeah. that the truth? It's probably there was little nudges listening. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, as somebody pointed out, I'm a little evil can evil. You know, I go right I jump off the jump but I don't always gauge where I'm going to land. Um, mm. So I'm like I'm that phoenix, and uh, my my energy is inclined to be like that, and I've got to get more into a rhythm, which I think is really really important in this world that we're talking about. Is that when you are in a rhythm, in a groove, um, and not in a rut, but in a groove um, on that same wavelength, it makes channeling so much easier. But it is very kind of your life has to be rhythmical, and I don't mean musical. I just mean in a rhythm. Mm, yes, yeah, beautiful. I, I agree, and and it's a process. Yes. And, <laughs> and after all these years, I am still reminding myself to have day rest. Yes. <laughs> that it's okay to do nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Although there's a little voice at the back of your head saying, "You should be. You should be. You should be." And this voice in the front says, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." 
the doors closed. Uh, and we have to learn to listen to that. Without that rest, we burn out or we miss opportunities. But, you know, there's a reason why the monks and the nuns and, and uh, you know, the, they all walk slowly through life. It's so that they can pay attention to every step and every moment in life. Now, we're not saying you need to slow down that, but we certainly do need to slow down and pay attention to the path we're on and our surroundings because very often what we're looking for, like a chicken with the head cut off, is right there in the window, but you keep rushing by it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and isn't it interesting? Part of part of this sort of work, which really is ascension work, we are elevating our energy field. We are dropping old beliefs and clearing out our unconscious beliefs, so that we can, you know, raise our energy mm. and expand, so that we literally can create heaven on earth. And it takes the body a little more time i find to process mm. and and change and shift these energies so we can know it understand it in an instant but it could take the body one two or three days to kind of you know shift out of an old story even clear an old pattern if you could do it in two or three days that would be amazing for yeah. some of us it might take a couple of months of practice of shifting an old pattern to to do something, you know, in a new way that that aligns higher with our heart, and so um, we need to give our bodies as well as our souls and spirits time to do all of that, to acclimate to the new patterns, to you know, yeah. to uh, to grow new skin. Exactly, <laughs> the, you know, this, everything has a cycle. Look at the snake with its skin and. Um, you know, animals with their winter coat, you know, even our seasons, right? You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. everything has a purpose. And, uh, you know, sometimes we, we're in such a rush, which, um, you know, as I say, we pass things by that we need. Um, but there's also some beauty in slowing down and kind of taking time to smell the roses or pay attention. You know, um, I think going back to kind of gratitude, when you when you see the joy a little thing in play or a child is having... Um, or you're just walking in the woods and the trees are rustling and talking to you or the, the water's running down the riverbank and you step into that vibration, you step into that kind of matrix energy, you will understand that so you're looking for answers for all of a sudden there because you've tapped into that energy. And it's if you're walking with your headphones on, listening to music or, or even talking with other people, you're missing that connection and I think that we have to, one of us, don't we, have to find what is our connection that uh, gets us aligned and seek it out and make sure that we do it often. Mm, yes, yes, whether it's that, you know, walk in the woods or our yoga class or our, you know, little 20-minute meditation, whatever it is, yeah. or just, you know sitting in our garden and talking to the birds, whatever those moments are, they are powerful for connecting to our hearts and our hearts to source and really aligning our souls for to create much greater ease and grace in our lives. So it, it really is a beautiful process to do that. And when you're in that space and in that groove, then to kind of recite a prayer. Because mm-hmm. you're in that beautiful energy that's been so received. You know, a lot of people think, um, you know, they'll say about these shows, who's listening? And I said, all those that are ready to hear. But even us doing the show has already sent out an energy. 
that is reaching people whose channels are open and ready to receive. Uh, and the information may come through that energy of what we're talking about right now, or it might even lead them to the show. The thing is, is that what words you say behind closed doors as to what you say to the world in sync um, and in in honor of your truth uh, and representation of who you are, because those words have energy, they all have vibrations, and whether you're speaking them to yourself or in your own area or whether you're out to the world, they're out there, aren't they? Once they're spoken, even thoughts, it's out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So it really is... Um a beautiful process to really get conscious about what we think they and and to you know again with so many of these healing prayers and the beautiful energy of love and gratitude and expansion and the truth of really who we are um, it just helps us in small ways yeah. to remember and to align so taking a walk and and um, doing some prayer work or some meditations in the forest or, you know, whatever that is. It really expands us tenfold than if we're, you know, madly running about and trying to, you know, kind of read a prayer on our phone as we (laughs) run to the next meeting. So there is a very powerful energetic connection that can transform our lives. And that was why I felt so blessed with this book as the Akashic Masters have given us um, some some beautiful and simple tools like the the column of meditation and the uh, meditation to expand our hearts and really just kind of useful guidance how to help align ourselves to to um, create a deeper resonance yeah. with the prayer work. And you know with the, the healing. You know, you're talking about going into a, a meeting and things like this. I like your prayer to be a magnetic for good. And this is kind of a good prayer to kind of say when you're going into somewhere to make an impact. And, you know, uh, Mother, Father, Goddess, God, I am a magnet for good. My magnet uh, energy field is clear and strong as I draw to me the good that is in uh, alignment with my higher path. I am a powerful magnet for good. Gratitude, so it is, blessed be. And just to set that in your mind before you go into anything, you know, um, you're going in there with that intent to do good that's the vibration you're going in with that's the vibration people are going to receive you on so before you've even you know kind of walked in there before you've said anything you've already set the energy platform on which you wish to communicate in Mm, yes it really is a powerful way to to present in, in the world and one of the um the other gifts i'd love to share is there's a prayer for mother earth that I channeled, mm-hmm. which is really um, because we do so really are the earth, and so many of us are here to help to support the planet itself in so many different ways. So I'll just read this briefly because it's also just a beautiful prayer. So, dearest Mother Gaia, I am you and wish to support you. Please guide me to help you by creating strong and solid boundaries. As I become clearer every day, I will support you by becoming a conscious bridge, a bridge high vibrational divine energy through my body to you. 
through my feet and grounding tail into your earth body. I know this high cosmic energy is uplifting, healing, and supportive on your journey as well as on mine. I feel blessed to be able to share this with you, and so it is. Blessed be. Beautiful. This is the thing, the short prayers. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, you, you've got a prayer for 73 prayers in there. Uh, you can have some prayers as, as your, your kind of your, your mantra. You know, um, this is what I'm going to say when I'm going into this situation. This is what I'm going to pray when I'm, you know, going into that or doing that or when I need to, to replenish myself, I need to forgive someone. All those prayers are there. And, you know, you, all you need to do is just open up the book. Um, if you want, you could always copy them and carry them around with you. Um, and, you know, put them in your phone or try and memorize them. But if the point is just to stop a moment, take a breath, certainly take a breath because that helps you open up your channels and recite this prayer and you know in this prayer you're you're asking for whatever it is to be at that time you're asking that energy to feed that to feed to feed you know your resonance and it's very simple but very beautiful um and very invitational isn't it mm-hmm. absolutely one of one of my absolute favorites that i do very often is the prayer to assist in forward motion Mm. So many of my clients and students say, but I feel stuck. What can I do? And so in this prayer, we ask Mother, Father, Goddess, Guide, God, please release the ties that bind me. Help me to expand outside of time and space to clear and release any energy that is trapped in the past from the beginning of time and this present moment. Please help me to gather my highest energy in this moment that I may have the impetus to move forward on my soul path, fulfilling my soul purpose. And so it is. Lovely. That's the thing, you know, one thing we need to understand as human beings, we have to own our choices and even not making a choice is a choice. Uh, We have to own our actions, our thoughts, um, our intent um, that is the free will gift that you were given but that is also the responsibility you were given is to be honorable with that gift but we are not meant to do it alone you yourself come to collective to that village to that group and you become a part of something that's resonating on a beautiful vibration and a lovely harmony and then you become part of that brother sisterhood that is contributing that positive energy that's supporting you as you're supporting others um, and that is where that prayer just opens up those channels to bringing those people into your life to bringing that energy into your life um, we have to be responsible for our own actions but when we come into understand we understand which actions uh, not only serve us but serve humanity as a whole and when we decide to step into that it's a very wonderful place to be Mm. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. When we realize that we have come to make choices, mm-hmm. to learn, to grow, to love, to create, when we can kind of shift that view into that aspect of the goodness, of the positive aspect, even if they're small, for some people who, who are struggling in the world, even if we can just see the small good, uh, a, a yummy little meal that 
someone cooked for you yes. or, you know, a beautiful um, sunset. Or, it again, you know, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Again, it really is about just saying, I am so grateful for these gifts. Big and small, they are all the same power of energy, love, and light. And yeah. so really that gratitude and that resonance, and as we step there into that gratitude, again, like I say, more doors open, right? Yeah. More beautiful gifts show up. Yes. You know, the more you're willing to get into the flow, the more the flow flows. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, more that harmony grows, uh, you know, and the more the peace and everything that you seek is there. And, you know, it just requires you to step in and take ownership, you know, like be willing to understand what where it is coming from. Because very often it's just so conditioned in you to be fearful. Half the time you don't even know what you're being afraid of. Um, right. And, you know, you might be mistaking that fear for a sense of an anticipation or excitement. Right. Instead, you go and put fear on it and then it becomes instead of adventurous. So, you know, I think a little self-reflection, um, self-discovery is really important uh, because until you're willing to take those steps and make that beautiful divine connection with your soul and your purpose, not only missing out, but so is the world. So, you know, this is a beautiful book to help people just simply open their way. And you've got a forward by Jack Canfield, which is wonderful. Um, you know, to be endorsed by such a person. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a s- simple book in its use. Um, you don't go highfaluted. You're very, very clear. Um, it's very easy to read. And, uh, you know, again, once people have read it, they can just simply open up a chapter. What do I need to know today? And that's where, um, you know, um, I just opened up a, the book again. It's the prayer to realize what I don't know. <laughs> I love that prayer. Yeah, I mean that is, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, um, that's the thing is sometimes, well, I don't know what I need to know right now. So, you know, that prayer helped me open up to understand what I need to know because I don't know what I need to know in this moment, and that's okay that you don't know, right? When you need to know, you ask, and then you will know. Right. Yeah, it's true. It is so beautiful, and and, and um, you know, it's fun to to speak to you because as I'm flipping through the book, the the final chapter, I realize that to be of extra um, use, the last chapter, chapter eight, it lists all of the prayers. And Mm -hmm. so you can just even go down that list or, or I just opened towards the back of the book and there's the prayer of acceptance. Mm hmm. And the prayer to release illusion, yes. which of course I love because it reminds us that we are multidimensional souls living in a really multidimensional universe and that it's not just this one little right. simple picture story that we yeah. see, yeah. That, that there is so, so much more. So as we remind ourselves of that, and we raise that vibration and we embrace that higher multidimensional energy, we've really come back home to the I am infinite soul. Yes. And I release the illusion that I am just a small and fearful human. Right. Yeah. It's just, you know, we we need to have the mindset, which is willing to open up our mind and learn. You know, I know what I, I do not know and I wish to know what I need to know. Um, and, and allow your your mind to, to be open. This is why I always say when the soul to heart to spirit, then your mind knows what it needs to know when it needs to know it. If we go through the head first, 
the head such an argumentative nature to it but why do you want to do this well I don't think you should do that but if you did that then what and you know if we stay up there all the time without incorporating the rest of it without allowing those channels to open up we're, sun- we're caught in this redundant knowledge and uh, and it keeps us stagnant so we've got to be willing to step into mindfulness and ask for that help and get out of our own thought way and allow that knowledge to come through yes absolutely that really is what um channeling divine wisdom is all about exactly right? exactly it, it sounds so complicated and esoteric and truly it's pretty simple Right, especially if you uh, take a book like this, From Questioning to Knowing, with the 73 prayers. The prayers are beautiful, short and sweet, and very poignant. They have an energy of their own. Each word, each syllable has an energy of its own. And when you say it with with true intent, true connection, you are sending out that energy and you will get your answers. Um, And it's just a winning to step into it. And you're showing people in this book exactly how to step into it. So thank you so much for writing this. And thank you to your channelers. Thank you. So how do people get it? Well, (laughs) there's a couple of different ways. So um, it is on Amazon.com around the world. And um, my website is ashming.com. And I know that's beautifully posted on the page. And there are three free gifts that you can um, receive if you go there. And there is a beautiful, there's some of the beautiful prayers of self-love, which Mm. are so powerful and so important for humanity. There's a wonderful rainbow shield protective meditation that the Akashic Masters have given to us. And also the Column of Light, which is written about in the book, but there's an audio with music um, for two of these meditations that you can download and put on your iPhone or computer so that you can have that, you know, support and that added energy to do this work and the prayers of self-love. So all of that is um, available as well as a, as a link to the book um, on my website. And I do teach people to do this work, to access their own personal divine wisdom in the Akashic Records. And I teach online classes and I'll be teaching in Denver in August and in San Francisco in October. So I do travel and teach and online. So um, if you're interested in going deeper and learning more about your personal Akashic field, the wisdom of your soul, who you've been through time and memorial, learning to access that information so that you can have these this divine guidance and take these baby steps each and every day um that there's more information of course about that on akashicknowing.com and i do i do still work with client akashic readings and healings to help people get unstuck and understand their soul purpose and their soul plan and some of the contracts we've written and some of the karma and past life vows that are holding us back so, uh, that's all all there on AkashicKnowing.com. Excellent. And, of course, uh, Facebook is Akashic Knowing, so you can catch her there and follow her on the medium as well. And the thing is, is when we know, um, you know, this is a past life, um, I can release that now, no longer has a purpose, or this is a past life information that I can carry with me. Um, you know, knowingness 
is just the channeling of knowledge, but it's also the knowing of self, uh, understanding what your gift is, why you're here, what meaningful purpose is, so that you can step into it. And that sense of knowingness of yourself is so utterly uh, impactful. And taking this journey with your Akashic Records and understanding, you know, the thread of your past lives gives you an understanding of what you're here to do right now. So I highly recommend doing it because it's something that will give you clarity and understanding, which is a wonderful thing to carry around in your toolkit. So thank you so much, love. It's been absolutely wonderful to have you on here today. Thank you. It really has been a blessing to be able to speak with you and share these prayers and these gifts with the listeners. So thank you so much for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. I'm looking forward to having you back for sure. I think there's a round table here uh, that needs to happen. So we will most certainly have you back soon. Thank you. So everyone, remember, when you step into knowingness, when you allow prayer to guide you, when you have a winningness to understand and just know what you need to know when you need to know it, um, you set yourself on the right path. You tune into the right frequency you'll be a part of that wonderful collective energy that will always see you through so um, get the book take the journey uh, get your Akashi records done and just um, set yourself free until next time folks bye for now